Y'all like that harmonica? God is good. Yes, he is. He's good all the time. God is good. You know he is. He's good all the time. You can search the whole world over, and no greater friend you'll find. He's not good just once in a while. He's good all the time. God is good. Yes, he is. He's good all the time. God is good. You know he is. He's good all the time. You can search the whole world over. No greater friend you'll find. He's not good just once in a while. He's good all the time. Now we've all had friends who've let us down. You know what I'm talking about. At the very first sign of trouble, they're nowhere to be found. But Jesus stays when others go. He'll never leave your side. He's your friend in stormy weather cause he's good all the time. God is good. Yes, he is. He's good all the time. God is good. You know he is. He's good all the time. You can search the whole world over. No greater Call on in the middle of the night When your body moans with pain Don't worry about that wayward child God heard you call his name He'll put food in your kitchen You don't have a dime He's not good just once in a while He's good all the time God's good, yes he is He's good all the time whole world over, no greater friend you'll find. He's not good just once in a while, he's good all the time. God is good, yes he is, he's good all the time. God is good, you know he is, he's good all the time. You can search the whole world over. playing my keyboard tonight but since we've been in a building program
we have little beetles and little worms that crawl out of the keys when you're playing on Sunday morning. And it'll scare you to death. <laughs> and so this morning, we thought we had the problem fixed. Mike took it and blew compressed air all in it to clean it all out. And this morning, Mary had me start with this beautiful song we were going to sing. And I hit the right notes, but they didn't play. And they played something weird. And so Todd starts laughing at me. And I'm thinking, I have lost it. I quit the band now. I can't play anymore. And that's what it was doing. Richard figured it out. Mary brings compressed air from her office and sprays it and everything. So it was really difficult to play this morning. And y'all probably didn't even notice it. But the whole band was just kind of like in this grip. Because if not everybody is free in the spirit, it affects all of the rest of us. And so whenever we are trying to do something like that, it's difficult. And so I remember, <laughs> I don't remember much about what I prayed at the end of the service, but I do remember telling the devil to take a hike. <laughs> we don't have time. You know, this is your filling station. This is where you get your fuel to go out and work for the Lord. And so we need that protection. And so uh, the next song that I'm going to sing, I sang one night when Danny was preaching. And uh, several of you like it. I hope, you, hope it becomes something to you. We talked about it one time before. When we sing new songs to you, you may not remember anything about it, but one little catchphrase that makes something stick in your heart. And I think that's what you'll get out of this one tonight. Mike. <laughs> Walk around me, Jesus. Walk around, walk around me, Jesus. Walk around, walk around me, Jesus. Walk around, walk around my bedside, Lord. Before Grandma died, she called us to her bedside, told us that the Lord had been walking all around. In the night she closed her eyes We could hear her singing Walk around me Jesus Walk around 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 Walk around my bed
Did I hear somebody say yeehaw? <laughs> people in Texas really don't say yeehaw. It's the people outside of Texas that come in and say yeehaw. I have never pushed cattle, Brother Vic said, yeehaw. <laughs> Glory to God. Oftentimes, you weren't through, Granny. You're right here on my little thing. Keep on going. So I turn you off for a minute, Granny. That was so good. Give her another round of applause. Amen. <laughs> Oftentimes, people stay right where they're at in life for one reason, and the reason is fear. People never get anything accomplished because of fear. Fear can paralyze a person. Can we agree on that? I had a guy just so committed the other day to joining Chris's group at Interfaith Disciple House. He was just so sure that he needed to get off drugs and alcohol and it was ruining his life, but he was worried about his family. And I tried to convince him that God has your family but he just wouldn't commit. I said, brother, you're going to die. I mean, this guy was 117 pounds, and he should probably weigh 240. Big, big man. But the meth has ate him up. I said, brother, you got nothing to fear. God's got your family. I tried to convince him, but he turned and walked the other way. I see a lot of people today walk the other way because fear paralyzes them. They don't sing. Because they're scared of what somebody might think about them. They don't get involved in plays and things at school because of what their friends might think about them. I, I got a real good friend that goes to this church. His heart got broken a long time ago, and it paralyzed him. And now he's scared to, to really date again. And I, and I know that he's such a wonderful man and such a wonderful, wonderful catch. But the fear stops him. Fear will paralyze you, brothers and sisters. It'll keep us from doing our very best. I was thinking about it. I told you we're going to do an open forum. What are some things that we fear? Anybody? Anybody? What are some things we fear? Roro? Terrified to read out loud in front of anybody? What if your life depended on it? What if I was to have a heart attack and you were the only one that had the manual to one of them compression things? Would you let me die? But fear could stop you and then I'd be dead. Danny, what are some of the things we fear? Failure. Starting a new adventure. Like a barbecue shop. Huh? I don't see nothing out there. I'm just kidding. What are some things we fear? Rejection. Humiliation. Some people are scared of success. Change. They're familiar with the third thing and they don't want to change. Dakota. Fear of losing your family like that young man that wanted to go get his life right but he's scared he's going to lose his family. Sherry. Making right choices, yes, it can be scary. I know people right now that are that are that are at a doorknob and they got their hand out, but they don't know if they're making the right choice or not. 
What are some other things we fear tonight? Anybody? Yes, ma'am. Hold on. Let, let me call on you. Raise your hand so I can call on you so I can hear from everybody. Yes, ma'am. Being a good example for your children. Amen. We don't want to let them down, do we? You know, Tommy, not being able to do what y'all ways done successfully, that's the truth. I'm getting older. I can't do things I used to do. It killed me the other day to have to think before I jumped. Because I used to jump off of roofs. I'd roof somebody's house and I'd do a flip off of it. Believe it or not, I ain't always been 280. I didn't get 280 until I got in the ministry. I came here at like 205. Y'all have grew me up and out and over and under and there. <laughs> but we, we're getting older. Some of you may fear death. Billy? Disappointing other people? Yeah. You know, we don't want to do that. Especially when we get to change in our life. We don't let other people down. Stormy, starting over. Yeah, that's a new chapter that you're about to write. And sometimes, you know, we got to put our boots on and somebody listen. Is something wrong? Oh. Please try not to interrupt the crowd. Starting over. It's a big fear. Anybody else? Miss Vicki? Fear of the unknown. What's out there? These are real fears. Anybody hear me tonight? These are real fears. Beverly, you did have the fear of riding motorcycles. <laughs> Amen. I went on your first ride with you. Young lady, fear of the dark. Amen. I agree. My boys are 21 and not 18. They still scared of the dark. They got every arena light on out there right now. They only need one. Yes, Miss Paula. How many are scared of change? Let's be honest in our little studies here. What else are we afraid of? BJ? Fear of being alone. Amen. You know, you had to you had to make that decision, you know, and that you don't know. If it's ever going to come back around, you know, but it's family first. You know, I know how that, I, I've been praying for you, girl. Yes, sir. Well, I'm afraid of anybody that speaks their mind. I'm really serious. I like to people to think before they speak. But we ain't always good at that, are we, James? Uh, Lord, I'm a, I, you can write a book on how many times I've failed at that. You know, these fears are real tonight. How many would believe that they're real? Is there anybody here got a real fear right now? Right now, this very instance, a real fear. Miss Connie? Amen. Fear of losing a loved one. You betcha. You don't want to do that again. You know? Fred? Falling back to your old ways? Yeah. Mike? Not, not being good enough. Yeah, amen. Yeah, that's something I deal with too. Miss Biggs? Yeah, yeah. How many, have, how many struggle with anxiety sometimes? It's a real fear. 
Mary Wise, lead your ministry in the right direction. Hey, one of my peers. Over here, Miss Frankie. Yeah, y'all going to be together all the time. That can be scary. Me and Mary are about there, too. We got kids about got both feet out the door. I guess. They told me the night. We, I like it. It's too good here. I ain't leaving. Fear is one area that can spread and affect every area of your life. Will we agree to that tonight? Fear can spread and affect every single area of your life. As believers in Jesus, he said that we would have victory over fear. How about a personal fear? Somebody tell me your personal fears. Fear of not being good enough. Athena. Amen. Personal fears. I'm scared of what? I'm telling you, it's a real fear. Scared of rats? We needed you this morning because we had a rat we couldn't find or locate. We didn't need you. No. That's what I said. Yeah. Real fears. Claustrophobia. Anybody have claustrophobia? I ate with Rachel and Todd the day after church. And Rachel was sitting on the very end. She said, we're going to have to move because I'm getting claustrophobic. She was pushed up against the wall. Miss B, snakes. Anybody else? Granny, running out of money. I guess I run out of money so much in my life, Granny. I guess it's just part of the way. Yeah, you're having to trust the government. That's for real. And at your age... Where are you going to work? Who's going to hire Frank? I'm going to put him back at the back door, I guess. I'll put him back there at the back door. Any more real fears? Anybody have a real fear? Mary Wise? Cockroaches? Flying cockroaches really scare you. Yes, sir. Fear of embarrassment? Yes, sir. Big old sheets of steel falling. Vic's always telling me about you got to be careful when those things are up in there. Fred, Fred, losing family. Miss Connie, amen, amen. I told Rachel to book me a cruise. I'm ready. <laughs> Find me one. It didn't take long for her to get online and get me something, too, I promise. JB, what are you scared of? Failure. Amen. Tammy? Yeah, snakes? I agree. Yes, ma'am. I can't hear you, baby. People not accepting you the way you are? Amen. Yeah, I mean, they're scared something happened to one of their kids. These fears are real. In this day and time we live, I'm scared of home invaders. 
the other night, the other night, Mary was on a cruise. Everybody was good, and the kids were asleep, and I heard a door shut, and I heard something out there, and then Nacho went, and, and, and then my Rottweiler went, and then my little Mo went under the covers. That little rat Terry, he's like, I'm out. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I can't see out my front door. I got a big solid door. And so I went around and looked out the bedroom window, and there was a black car at my mailbox at 1230 at night. All of a sudden, man, I just went into panic mode. It scared me. It was two young men out there smoking pot. Then I scared them. <laughs> but, you know, my mind raced to the fear that I'm mostly afraid of. We can let our mind control our destiny by allowing fear to overtake us. It's very important to know what the Bible says about overcoming fear. That's why a Bible study like this is so important and where you can learn yourself what the Bible says. Dr. Gene took me back to the Bible. This is what the Bible says. And it's so important for you and I to get what the Bible says about these fears because I don't want to live with fears of, of spiders, but don't sign me up for fear factor. I'm not going to tempt. The Bible says don't tempt but I ain't got to live in fear either. So I want you to know tonight, listen to me. Scripture tells us that fear isn't from God. In fact, it makes it clear that fear isn't from God. Look, at, look with me at 2 Timothy 1.7. I want you to know what the Bible says about fear. Everyone bring your Bibles to church. If you need to share with someone, if you need one, Billy went and picked up a bunch of them. We still got some more Bibles out there. We can get more Bibles. We got Bibles in, hey, listen, we got Bibles in that room out there. If anybody needs a Bible ever, get with Joe at the back door. Joe will get you a Bible. If you need one tonight, Joe can get you one. We got them on the shelves. I just ordered three cases of Learning My Rope Bible. I want you to have a Bible. Joe, will you get Dean a Bible out of there? Get him a good one. Here. Look on that back table. If somebody left theirs this morning, give it to Dean. Second Timothy 1, 7. Somebody read that. So let's all read it together. 2 Timothy 1, 7. Let's all read it together. 1, 2, 3. For God give us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. For me... There's nothing worse than somebody running out in the middle of my arena when a bull rider gets bucked off. If you panic when a bull riding's going on and you run out there and you want to get in a gurney and call 911, you just made your preacher madder than a son of a buck. 
because nine times out of ten, a bull rider's going to get the breath knocked out of him. He's going to land the wrong way. But if you give him a minute, he got a little toughness about him. He better have. He needs to get himself up. But sometimes I'll get a new church member. I'll get somebody with a big old heart, a bleeding heart. And they'll, or I, I'll tell you the worst ones we get sometimes are EMTs or ex-EMTs. Or maybe even somebody that worked at a nursing home for five months. They qualify. I had someone told me one time, they said, I work in the medical field. I said, really, you, you work for doctor? Lori, no, I, I do medical records. Let me in. I'm like, get out of my arena. But I got a fear, you know, these people run in and they, they panic and this and that and the other. We don't need to panic when we get bucked off of life. We don't need to panic when things begin to happen. The Lord said that he give us self-control. How cool is it to be around people when something goes bad that think? How cool is that? How cool is it not to be around somebody who don't think? Oh, my Lord, they cut themselves. Oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord. Boop. It was a paper cut, moron. Can you not get up? The incident is here, and now you have become the incident. You ever been around somebody like that? I'll never forget, man. I was out on the highway one night. We were going somewhere, and an 18-wheeler overturned, and there was cows all over the road. And my friend, he, he, he started to panic. I said, look, I got some lariat ropes. We'll try to catch them, tie them to the truck. We'll try to do what we can. Uh, if they need us to go get horses, we can go get horses. Man, he ran up to the cop, and he pulled out his CPR, uh, CP, the mouth-to-mouth thing, the car, the CPR, what do you call it? He said, boy, how much have you had to drink? He almost got us all thrown in jail. But he panicked. You know what, Mom? Your kids don't need you to panic. Aubrey, your kids don't need you to panic. They need you to hold yourself together. When life crashes down and they get their first boyfriend and he breaks their hearts, they need you to be strong. They need you to be in self-control. How many hear me tonight? He says in Timothy, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you power, love, and self what? Who read that, really read that tonight? Who believes it tonight? I believe it tonight. I'll never forget when Dalton broke up with his first girlfriend. And he cried, man, he cried. It, it, it hurt me to see him cry. I mean, remember their kids' first breakup. You had to be there. Vicki and Connie, you don't count because your kids are <laughs> Gus and Vicky are still together. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't do me no good to lose control because he was out of control. Mary's a good rodeo mama, a lot better than most. That boy's been tore up in some rodeos, legs ripped off, things. Now, I go a little freaky. But she says, okay, I know what to do here. I got his doctor on speed dial. Let's go ahead and get him in there. Sometimes, guys, a person with self-control 
can deactivate any attack the devil's trying to do on your family. Any attack the devil's doing on your family. Listen to this. 1 Peter 5, 7. Go there. Go there with me. Hurry real quick. We're going to be all over the place for, I got 30 minutes. Take this with me, 30 minutes. First Peter 5, 7. Anybody got a story they want to tell? Just real briefly about something that went really bad and somebody freaked out? Miss Biggs? Amen. Amen. Calmed you down a little bit just to grab it and hold it. Amen. Anybody else? Miss B? Your faith was tested in the house. That sounds like a setup, Lyle. Pull yourself together, woman. Pull yourself together. <laughs> Lyle, there were snakes on the plane, brother. <laughs> they were coming from everywhere. It was an anaconda. What kind of snake was it? An anaconda? Yeah. <laughs> I would have divorced him. <laughs> Brother Lyle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got one. I got one. How many ladies went to women's revival? Renee had a little spell out by the bathroom. One person in particular started screaming and crying and, and wailing and almost fainted. And, and all of a sudden, everybody's in an uproar. Everybody's in a panic. I had seen Renee do this several times. I knew that if we just give it time, she would come out of it. I know she's been on medicine. Found out she drank like 30 cups of coffee that day. Here's your sign. If I drank 30 cups of coffee, I'm falling out somewhere. 
But she fell out. A lot of people started to panic. We stepped in. We diffused the situation. A few minutes later, she was better back to the party. But after she was well, the other lady was ruined the whole day. This is what this scripture right here talks about. Somebody read it. Read loud if you're going to read. Everybody read it together. How many believe that tonight? Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. A young man told me the other day, he said, Brother Mark, I'm looking for a job. You know anybody hiring? I'm looking for a job. I need a job. I need something. Let people know. I prayed for him, but he didn't look like he was panicked. He was believing by faith. Did you get a job? Not yet. He's still looking. He's not freaking out. Are you freaking out? All right. But sometimes we freak out. I learned a long time ago that my Lord holds me and it can hold me up. Because sometimes I feel like falling down. Sometimes I feel like falling away. But I learned this scripture in seminary and I learned it in my church back home to cast all my anxieties on him. I may look like I got it together, but I have anxiety. I have fears. I have fears of failure. I don't want to let anybody in here down. I don't want to let my family down. I don't want to let anybody else down. I started taking my blood pressure medicine. And I'm proud of myself. I've been taking this stuff for almost six weeks now. I am very proud of myself. I, I, and the reason why I'm taking it, because I could see my wife was getting anxious about my, my, my blood pressure being so high. So I said, you know what? If it'll calm her down, it'll probably do me some good to take it. So I was thinking about her because I don't want to let my family down. I want to be around as long as God wants me around too. Take this next scripture for instance. 1 John 4, 18. Is anybody liking this? First John 4, 18. Listen, Scripture tells us that fear isn't from God. In fact, it makes it clear in 2 Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is what the enemy uses to destroy reality and try to keep us from moving forward. But when we look into the mirror of God's word, we can clearly see the truth. Ultimately, it's God's perfect love that drives out fear. 1 John 4.18. Who will read that for me? Let's all read it together. 1 John 4.18. When I look into the mirror, James, of God's truth, his word is truth. How many believe that tonight? His word is the truth. 
when I look into the mirror of God's truth, I know that it drives out any fears that we might have. There is no fear in love, perfect love, cast out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears has not been perfect in love. So if I know that I can look into God's word and cast out my fear, why ain't I reading it? When I'm up against the wall, why ain't I reading it? Why am I turning to things and friends and buddies and not turning to the mirror of God and reading the truth? I heard a story one time of a kid in school. He carried his Bible every day to school and he put it on the top of all of his other books. And, and, and he had five or six books, but he kept his Bible on the very top. And he hustled this thing around, and all of his classmates called him sissy. All of his classmates called him, called him names, thought he was weak, called him all kinds of stuff. He said, you think you're tough? Yeah, we know we're tough. He said, you try carrying this around all day. Sometimes what the world calls weak we call strength. Reading my Bible makes me stronger. Being in my daily devotionals, trusting God's word, mirroring my life after the word of God. I have not arrived yet, but I'm a lot further along than I used to be. We talk about that a lot. We talk about that, that love will cast out fears and, and extinguish any doubt and take away anything that, that might be illness. And, and, I, and I thought about that, and I, and I wrote this. When you embrace the truth of God's love for you, nothing can hold you back. When you embrace that God loves you, Stacy, nothing can hold you back. When you embrace the truth, say that with me. When you embrace the truth that God loves you, nothing can hold you back. I don't need people to love me even though they do and it feels good, but I know that God loves me and that's enough. I don't have to be accepted by all the clubs and all the pastors and all the churches. I'm accepted by Him and that's enough. When is that going to be enough for some of you? When you realize the truth that His love is enough for you, you don't ride the fence anymore. You want to be close to that love. You want to grow that love. You want to embellish your life after that love. Lita told me one time, she said, I met a lot of guys who talked a lot of trash about how tough they were. But when Pastor Mark says he's done this, I believe him. I lived a very hard life. A life that was angry and mean and upset and hateful and bitter. But God is love. So I want to handle the rest of my life with his love. It ain't always easy, but it can be done because it'll cast out the fears of doing it any other way. I've let God down so many times. I got a fear of letting him down now. I got a healthy fear of letting God down because I've let him down so many times. Hey, there's my, my, my guy, Mark Grimes. You see him? Oh, don't look at him. He just let him in. Let, no. I don't think that God ever stops loving us. 
but I think we can let him down. So I really mean that. You don't have to agree with that if you don't want to. I don't think God ever stops loving us, but we can let him down. And I have let him down. i got a fear I don't want to let him down no more. You know why? Because he's always there. If he's always there, then I should know that I can conquer whatever is before me. How many believe that he is always This next scripture that we're going to read tonight, it's found in Isaiah 41, verse 10. Tonight, you have to receive his love and let it empower you. If you're facing fear, find out what God says in his word about that situation. Read it and meditate on it. Speak it. Let it sink down into your heart. Let its truth and its love be your confidence. Let it be your safety. Let it be your peace. Let it be your joy in Him. And don't let it hold you back from doing what you're called to do. Isaiah 41.10. Somebody read that for me. Let's read it again. Everybody reads it. Wow, that's comforting. Wow, that's comforting. Wow, to me, that is comforting. That's exciting. Take your family. Go here. Minister. I'm going to take care of you. Sure, God? I'm sure. Fear not. I love that. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. He put a fear not in the Bible 365 times. You know why? Because there's 365 days a year, and you need a fear not for every day of the year. When I was an outlaw, I was scared of the police. Man, them blue lights get up behind me, man. It'd take years off my life, Jack. How many hear me? Anybody? You start wondering if the tail light on the license plate is out. You start wondering if you got one light up in the front that may not be working. You start panicking. Do I got my seatbelt on? You got your seatbelt on? Y'all got y'all seatbelt on in the back? Did y'all throw anything out the window? Did y'all throw anything out the window? Did y'all do anything? Did you take anything at that last store we was at? You start to panic. And then you turn left, and they turn left too. I'm done. <laughs> I need some depends. I'm depending on some depends because something to get wet up in here. I had a fear of the police. I was so scared of the police, but God being who God is. And God, with his great sense of humor, let a policeman lead me to the Lord. Only God can do that. God said, hey, let's get away from this fear. I'm going to bring somebody very important into your life. 
And he brought this man, his name is Dennis, into my life. I talked to him yesterday about a situation. He said, whatever I need to do for you, just let me know. I said, I'll let you know. He said, you know, brother, I've always had your back. And you've always had mine. It's good to know that God can put a kinship together in the strangest places. Now I got relationships with Chris and Jose and oh I got a message. Listen to this. Oh, it's on my phone in the office. Montgomery County wants to do a benefit right here. Montgomery County sheriffs want to do a benefit right here. It can paralyze you if you're not living right. Fear can paralyze you. And, and most of the time when I was scared of the police, it's when I wasn't living right. Most of the time when fear comes in my life, it's because I'm not living right. I hadn't done right. I didn't tell the truth. I didn't do what I was supposed to. I didn't go. Man, there have been times me and Mary watched errands and, and, and uh, them leave our driveway like this. And one of them kids got to make some noise. You know how it is. Bark. I tell Mary, bark. Just bark. Bark. Act like it's a dog. Act like it's a dog. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't tell her I said that. Don't tell her I said that. But many times, all joking aside, many times, many, many times, that fear has got a hold of me is when I wasn't living right. It paralyzed me, it crippled me, it destroyed me. Couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, couldn't function. And it wasn't really the fear, it was the sin that had gripped my life. I remember several years after being saved, taking Brother Tim home one night. He lives in Cut and Shoot, Texas. And they used to have really bad cops in Cut and Shoot. But you can drive by there right now about 80 and they don't mess with you anymore or try it. Let me know how it goes. But they had cops and cut and shoots. They pull you over for nothing. Anybody remember those times? We bucked bulls out here one night at about midnight. Brother Tim was here, and Miss Carla wanted to take the babies home. They were just small. I watched Tim's grandbabies grow up. I thought about that today. They were in a basket when they brought them in this church. And now one of them's in junior high or one was about to play football next year. But that night, Miss Carla wanted to go home early, and Tim said, hey, will you give me a ride? I said, where do you live? He said, I live in Cut and Shoot. I said, yeah, let's go. And my truck was in the shop because we got, I had gotten a wreck on my birthday. And uh, my truck was in the shop. Mr. Tim and me was in a rental car. We was in a brand-new rental car. And one of them Cut and Shoot cops pulled me over. And... He pulled me over, and, man, he shined his light up in the car, and he looked at the odometer, and he said, how does a 2,000 brand-new, whatever year that was, nine or eight, have 100-something thousand miles on it? I said, I don't know. It's a rental car. I rented it from Enterprise. My truck's in the shop. Uh, here's the paper from Enterprise. Here's my driver's license. Man, he gave me the riot act, Jack. He went back to his car. And he probably put my name in it, and then it just started scrolling. And, boy, he thought he had a fish on the hook, boy. 
He came back. He made me get out of the car. He looked through the car. He questioned me about this and questioned me about that. So I just took an elder home from the church. We bucked some bulls. and this. Well, I didn't even tell him that. I just told him I took a man home. We were bucking some bulls. I didn't say anything about the church or nothing. The whole time I was praying, I, was, I wasn't scared. I was trusting God. I thought my past was catching up with me. Anybody ever think that their past will catch up with you? <laughs> You're in the right church. We serve a God that will forgive us of our past. And he'll put the mistakes we made yesterday, if we ask him, as far away from the east as it is to the west, never to bring it back up again. So here I am, Stormy. I'm on the side of the road. I got Barney, and he has got his, he's got his bullet in his pocket. He's madder than some buck. He wants to know how this brand-new car with paper tags Got a hundred something thousand miles on. He looks it all over. He inspects it all. And, and I'm and I at this time I'm praying, God, there must be somebody in jail that you want to see saved tonight. So Lord, if I have to go to jail, I'm gonna do my very best to save them. He told me go sit back down in the car and wait. Another car pulled up. Let me say this: your faith is really tested when two show up. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Two show six. <laughs> he did something. <laughs> you know, they uh, the other guy showed up and they looked the whole car over. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I trust you. No matter the outcome, I trust you. I said, I better call Mary and let her know what's going on. I realized I left my cell phone at home. I said, well, she'll figure it out. <laughs> when I don't come back home, something must have happened. And finally, he sticks his head back in the car, and he looks again. And it said 12,000 miles, not 112,000 miles. He looks back in. He said, oh, I thought it said it had 112,000. I said, no, it's a brand-new car. It's only got 12,000 miles on it. He said, all right, I'm going to let you go with a warning. I said, well, by the way, I'm Pastor Mark Grimes from Caney Creek Cowboy Church. We just got through bucking bulls tonight. I want to invite you to church Sunday morning. May God bless you and your family. Is there anything I can pray with you about? He said, no, I'm good. You're a pastor? I said, yes, sir. He said, but the, the computer says otherwise. <laughs> When we have a God that will change us, the record may stay the same, but the person never does. You might get in the same situation over and over and over again, but the person changes. You don't have to let fear destroy you anymore. You can open up your heart tonight and let God bless you. Somebody hear me tonight. If you're worried about your finances, Social Security, government, Medicare, you can open up your heart tonight. Trust God. Because of this verse, he says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. And I'm going to leave you with this one. Go there with me. Psalms 91. 
Go there with me. Don't lose faith. We just covered one, two, three, four, five, six life-changing scriptures tonight. Psalms 91, 1. Who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the same, from the snares of the fallows and from the deadly pestilites. He will cover you with his pensions. And under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bunker. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrows that fly by day. I probably messed up a couple of words there. But I can tell you he is a calming shelter in the storm. Day and night my brothers and sisters. Let's pray together. If you got something out of this, raise your hand, let me see you. You heard from a whole church tonight. You didn't hear from one guy, you heard from a whole church tonight. You got nothing to fear. You can overcome every fear tonight. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we come before you. We take refuge in you and you alone tonight, Lord. You are our hope, our shelter we put on our armor tonight. We go out tomorrow and we face whatever comes our way. And we will be not dismayed, Lord. We will be not afraid. We will not be dismayed. We will not be afraid. For thou art with us. Thy rod and thy, cat, thy staff, they comfort us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit tonight, Lord. Thank you for this group of believers Lord, you heard our fears. Some of us have fear of losing our children and losing our way and letting you down and anxiety. And Father, we pray tonight that you heard our fears and that you would deliver us from them like only you can. Perfect love cast out fears. I will love you perfectly tonight, Lord, and from this day forward. We're starting over, some of us. Some of us, we have health troubles. Some of us have financial troubles. Some of us have troubles that we brought upon ourselves. But he says, take refuge. I, the Lord, love you. Father, keep fear out of our hearts and love in it. In your precious Son's name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.